0: And we are The Run Duo, and my name is Tommy Mitchell. Now, today's episode is going to be a little different than what you're used to. Today, there's not going to be any shenanigans with myself or India Cook, but we feature an interview with a young man named Tommy Runs. Now, Tommy's only been running for a a few years, but in that short period of time, he's not only already become a Boston qualifier, he's used his entrepreneurial spirit to start a clothing company, a podcast, and a YouTube page all sent around his experiences with running. So sit back and relax, and I'm going to bring him on right now. And we are back with the Run Duo, and we got a great guest, Tommy Runs. What's up, Tommy?
1: I like great guests. I like that.
0: Great
2: guest. But you can't forget, Tommy, that he is the Run, Eat, Sleep show podcast He's a podcast host, just like we are. Of course, the owner of Chip Time Running Company. And he also runs with our friends up at in Detroit with Rerun 313. So we got to add those other accolades onto being a great guest. We got to add that to
1: it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like all of that. Yep. Um... <laughs> You can keep going if you want, you know. I, listen, <laughs> you the, I, got... I probably
2: could keep going, but I think we're going to use this episode so you can give us okay, uh, okay. all the goodness all right. about you so our listeners can uh, learn a little bit more about you. We've been seeing you on the, well, I'll say I've been seeing you on uh, Instagram and burning up the pavement for the last, I mean, I think I've been following you for like a year plus or so, but Dope. welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are very happy to have you on the podcast. Finally. What?
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, it feels like, you know, it feels like we've done this before, but I You might have, you we know. You can't yeah, nor like, deny that. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel like, I feel like this is going to be good. <laughs>
2: Good, good, good. Well, Tommy, um, I am really, we are very excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, And from my understanding of your background, you are an amazing runner, but you are kind of new to the running scene, what Mm -hmm. some people may consider it, new to the running scene, but you are blazing out on the pavement and just doing amazing things, conquering sobriety, now a vegan. Boston qualifier Boston runner just yeah. being amazing but before we get into all that Tommy tell us how you got here how did all this start
1: um well so like i, I always start my running um journey uh in january of 2017 when i when i stopped I was drinking alcohol so i decided this, I chose a sober lifestyle or chose the sober journey um on uh january 11 2017 in that led to trying to find out, you know, who I am or was, you know, um, as a person and as a human and like what I, you know, what I'm made of and like, you know, without like this, this help or assistance or like crutch of alcohol. Right. And then that led to me going to the gym to try to use that time and that energy. Cause if you uh, drink a lot, you know, it's like, you know, you know, people don't normally go drink a gin and tonic and then hit hit the gym really quick. Mm-hmm, so it 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 you freed to up.
2: Feel too great when you do it that way. Yeah, I, mean. I know. I mean, I
1: feel like you might have the courage to do some things, but gym isn't one of them normally. So I started going to the gym and lifting weights, and you know, really kind of like digging deep into that like health and wellness vibe, and starting really feeling like a human. You know, and 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 um like strong and in which which I hadn't felt like in a long time um and then that just led to this road of just trying to be better and better and um caught uh no oh, actually um went on like a challenge for like two weeks to go vegan to see like just what it felt like you know in uh february of 2007 uh, 18 and like really liked it it was a big boost in energy which is weird because you know when i first went sober like that difference of not having like that not having like that in your life uh does change a lot like it's like you do have this big surge of energy because you don't have like the alcohol affecting you you know like and kind of dragging your days down and then um but when I went when I went vegan for like two weeks like after seven days I just felt like this huge like surge of you know energy and it just felt like sustainable and I felt really good you know like and I was already eating fairly healthy at the time because of all the gym stuff I was doing so I'm like, okay, let me just ride this out and see how far it goes. And then I watched this movie, What the Health? Um, and then kind of dug into it a little deeper and then realized or thought I at least confirmed why I felt this way. Um, and then when I just kind of latched onto that, I got challenged to do like a run, a, a half marathon. And, uh 2018, uh, it was a rock and roll half in Chicago. And when was it after a challenge
2: it, or was it a dare? Like did someone like... <laughs>
1: No, it was like, it was, it was like, it was a, it was an invite. How about that? Like it was a, it was an invite from a client and, um, and he was like, Hey, you know, we're raising money for this charity called move for hunger and we would, you're fit. You could run 13.1 miles. You know, you should join us. It's in like two months. I'm like, all right, sure. Yeah. Let's raise some money and let's do, you know, sure. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I've been in the gym. Um, I didn't know
2: the 13.1 mile though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, (laughs) I didn't realize like. Um, the difference, like that, you know, the lifting weights and like getting your heart rate pumping really fast for like a little bit. No shade to to the weightlifters, you know what I'm saying, but like, um, it's just a different vibe, you know, and it's it it requires a different engine, um, and so like I went out there trying to, you know, air quote train, you know, and that was that. I learned a lot in that first training block, I guess you want to call it, and but I didn't die the day of the race and made across the finish line. And it just, I was hooked from then on, really.
2: Nice. So tell me, you said air quotes, what did that training look like? Because it sounds like you were kind of two months, usually for a first half marathon, typically is not enough time to train up. But what did that training block look like for you?
1: all right so I, I did it the real professional way you know I, I i laced up some shoes that had no business running in you know um <laughs> i believe they're I, I still can't remember the name of them but they're like these adidas like pharrell version of the adidas things with <laughs> no structure on the top i mean it wasn't even like but, i don't even but know you look, lot.
0: but you look good doing it though
1: oh i matched like it was like <laughs> we were there like if you saw me, like, if you could, like, freeze frame a picture, like, of the, like, the stride with the knee out, you know, with the, you know. Yeah. They'd be you like, know? oh, you well, know, we need them on, these need this guy on a commercial. Like, that was, that's what the vibe was. <laughs> well, you know
2: what, I, t- I always tell people, if you look good, you feel good, you run well. And I just, you know, that's, that's not
1: what true. I go you know, not all That's not, that's obviously not true in all cases, India, cause, <laughs> because I was not running well and I looked decent. And, um, but now that I look back at it, like if I saw me now, like running past, I'd be like, I'd probably just shake my head. Like, bro, you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, but that, but the training for me meant like go out, run, you know, as far as you could at the time, you know, and turn around and come back to the, to the crib and, and then like tell everybody, like how proud you were of yourself. Like I just ran two miles, you know, and right. then <laughs> next day, go try to run two miles or more same speed or better. And then you do that over and over as many days as possible until, like, you become, like, this really fast person. None right. of it works out like that at all.
2: None of it. No um, easy running, no tempos, no fartlets in there, no speed work, you know.
1: Heartless. What's a fartlick? What? <laughs> no, like, that it, it was just, like, that That was the the fast track to injury. Um, And I got a, a stress fracture in my foot. Uh, like one of my metatarsals. I think it was in my left foot or something like that. Right foot. I don't even know now, but, um, and, uh, I told the doctor said you probably shouldn't race this race in three weeks. And I was like, well, I'm going to, so what can we do to get me, you know, across this line? She's like, well, you know, just rest as much as possible. Try not to run on in the next three weeks. So I didn't run for three weeks. All
2: right. You went from no, no running for three weeks, right to the starting line.
1: Well, i i, I got on the i got on the elliptical because okay. that's just like running, you know. Yeah. Um, no difference. Close enough.
2: Less yeah. impact.
0: Yeah. Less
1: yeah. impact, you know. Right. And I did that. I did, uh, I did. I forgot about this. I did intervals <laughs> on the elliptical. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it said do like a distance, you know, I was like just. Was I was like, just going. Oh yeah, was I was a just going. Man, huh? Yeah, I look. I look. I'm sure I look like an idiot at the gym, but um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad story. You know, he
2: was trying to make it work, and yeah, obviously, I, some <clears throat> fire got underneath you because you are here, where you are. you are where you are now. So th- from that story to to where you are now is awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I ran 149, and like I didn't know like what that meant you know, to anybody until like people say, Oh, that's a really good time for this, it this is. and that, you know? And I'm like, you know, in just to be honest, like most of us in like a, a lot of our like running journeys, we just looking for people <laughs> to tell us that we are doing all right. You know, like, you know, like even if they don't know what that means, like, Oh, that's great. Like this, those like kudos in the community around it, even if they don't even know they're helping you like that, it's a big deal. So like, if you see somebody out there just trying to make it work, just the little simple stuff you know um like kudos here and there just acknowledging that they're that they're on a journey it it helps out so much so that's why yeah. I kept going really
2: and i think that's a word for all of our listeners what tommy just said just any compliment you're just not out here throwing compliments just because Tommy just said to give everybody compliments. But obviously we know that as runners, any little pep me up, congratulations, good job. You're doing well. It fuels us in a different way and keeps us going. So that is so true.
1: Really. I'm just asking for people to compliment me. more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I stand corrected. Tommy wants all the compliments. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean, considering (laughs) that, you know, you didn't get to train or you didn't, well, you didn't train the right way i guess i should say you ran a 149 dude that that ain't nothing that you know that's nothing to sneeze at there's many people that do it the right way and struggle to get to a 149 so um after that what was next like did you just go well i I got it let's go let's let's what's the next race
1: well i think uh the next i think ah, i think next after that i think i just um kind of i th- i don't even know exactly what was next after that i think i maybe signed up for like a 5k or something like that and i think i was just kind of like rehabbing the the foot for a while because it was definitely a stress fracture um so i wanted to kind of let that come, let that fix itself up and then i just kind of eased back into it after that um got me some you know uh to run the race i think i grabbed some like brooks from like i went to a running store and they actually gave me some shoes the funny hey. thing about running stores is for sure if I could like, if I owned one, <laughs> you know, sometimes like you you could, <laughs> I don't even know this. So it doesn't sound good at all. Sometimes you can look at somebody and tell and tell what kind of shoe, what profile that they really would like, you know. And mm-hmm. I didn't like the profile of shoe that they gave me. Um, and I think sometimes like, and this is kind of like it's petty and it's very superficial. But I think sometimes like, for running companies or sh- especially like shoe stores if you if somebody walks in the door and they're very new to the sport and like the first thing you do is like the talk about the function of a shoe I'm not saying that they should like shoes should just only look nice but sometimes like in the beginning of a journey like all it takes is to find like a decent looking shoe with like the right colorways and with the same support that you need you know Mm -hmm. like because I got these shoes and I wore them one time for that race you know and Looking back, I wish I had just run in them more often, you know, because yeah. they were really good shoes. Um, I don't know what the message is to the like to shoe stores or, <laughs> or companies, <laughs> but like colorways like matter to some people, you know, like in the vibe of a shoe matters. And I think that's why so many people just go to this one company, so many, especially, you know, black folks go to this one company all the time for every shoe that they need, no matter mm-hmm. whether it's really good for them or not you know, on, on a running side of things. That's
2: true. Um, I know for me, sometimes I get men's shoes just because sometimes the men's colorways are a lot better than the women's.
0: And yeah, well, it's,
1: it sounds petty, but it's real. Like It's, you know, like no, it's, it's really real. And I'm yeah. not a shoe
0: guy. I'm not a sneaker head at all, but neither. I, this is how I do it. Why? I walk in, <laughs> I, I find, I find the sneaker that I like the way it looks. And then I try to match it to what I need as far as support. Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. I do it. I'm like, do you have any in that color? that has this this and this yeah. and that's kind of yeah. how i do and if they don't i usually leave and try to find somewhere else or go online yeah. or something
1: and so I, I, i'm with
2: you 10 of the same shoes because <laughs> exactly
0: because i will buy irritated. the same
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. but i mean because yeah. it's like because i mean it didn't happen for me this way but i know like i'm sure that there's so many people that go into a, 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 a run specialty shop and then they come out with like you know have gotten these suggestions of shoes that like i can't you know I can't wear these because the, if you're new in your journey, you don't even, you know, I don't really want to hear like how great this is for a stability shoe and stuff like that sometimes. And it's like, I might walk out and just say, no, thank you. And, you know, it wasn't the vibe I was looking for and then go buy a shoe that's not meant for me and not good for me um, and then go injure myself. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure I went to a store before I wore those Adidas and I was like, yeah. nah, this is the vibe I'm going for. You know what I'm saying?
2: Or you get a shoe that... If you're newer to the sport, a lot of times you go into the store and kind of piggybacking off what you're saying and they're giving you all this technology and what this does and all this. Like majority of new runners don't know what neutral or stability shoe is. Mm -hmm. They don't know what that means. They don't know what a gait analysis is. Like those are all new things to people. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when you go into a running store and people throw all of that detail to you, it is overwhelming and you just go with the color. You're like, well, this one looks nice. Or my friend (laughs) told me to get a Brooks or my friends told me to get this Nike Pegasus and I'm just going to go with it.
1: You know. Brand new runner come out with Vaporfly Next Percent too. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like yo, kid, my you know, friend told me.
2: My friend told
1: me that this is the shoe, and it'll make you fast and all. That. But like that's so. I think it's it's really it's no message. I'm just talking. I'm rambling now. But it's like you know, because the shoe company. That's why it representation at like the shoe manufacturer side of, of top, things matters yeah. too, because certain things, like if you have representation for certain cultures and certain energies and vibes, like by the time the shoes get to the store, you know, that person can say like, oh yeah, I don't like this colorway, but that's the same shoe you just recommended for stability and all that stuff. Same colorway, you know, different colorway right there is the one I want. And we may, people may walk out with um, a better experience in the beginning of their running journey and then they still get the vibe they're looking for. I think it's attainable, you know, like this was the biggest Side note, side note ever, (laughs) but I mean, I liked it, (laughs) yeah, I do too. Well, you know
2: what, Tommy? Like, as we're talking about shoes, I think it is important. You joked about not being a sneakerhead, but you have like 50 pairs of shoes right behind you. Um, and I know sneakers is kind of your thing, um, and doing reviews and trying out different sneakers. Um, so kind of tell us what got you into that, like, how did you transform to having this one? regular pair of shoes that you probably could have gotten Mm -hmm. from shoe carnival or something random like that to now kind of really being into the sneaker, um, into the sneaker world for running and learning what's good, what works for you, um, learning the heel drop and all the different details of a shoe. What got you there?
1: Um, well, I, I think just, just, just running more often and kind of seeing what's out there, um, and buying, like, I mean, honestly, I was like one, I was definitely buying one shoe brand for quite a bit, you know, and just like, cause that's what looked good. And I felt like that's what, you know, the, the good fast runners that I was starting to follow on Instagram and stuff like that, like the elites, cause they all, you know, they were like two brands uh, at the time for sure. So I was just buying what I saw they were wearing on maybe their normal days, I guess. Cause I mean, who's going to buy And this? I think I started running right around the time of like when super shoes were starting to be like a thing. Um but I was still maybe a year out from that of like, actually like looking to see if, you know, understanding what it meant to do so. Right. But like, I think I just was buying more shoes. Um, and then 2020 was probably, yeah, for sure. So like, I, you know, obviously like I, I I had like a Nike Vapor percent for like my first marathon in uh, 2019. Um, but I didn't have that many shoes at the time. And it was just like, I just knew that that was the shoe and, and I liked it. And so I ran in it, but like 2020 was like the time when I started like really kind of making relationships with companies and getting, you know, and being able to get my hands on some of these shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came after like starting a podcast, um, and, uh, starting a clothing company. And then, which led to a podcast, the run, eat, sleep show, and then starting to interview like, uh, professional runners and things like that. And wanting to use my platform to like give back to people mm-hmm. and like do giveaways, you know, like be, like say if I had like Sarah Hall on the show, like I was would, would try to make a contact with ASICS to get mm-hmm. them to help me give something, you know, instead of just mm-hmm. an interview, like it's an ASICS athlete, it should help you help her help me too, right? And just being able to make some of those connections, um, I was able to then turn that into like possible like small little relationships with you know with brands to be able to get my hands on some of these shoes um and test them out and and really dig deeper into like what a shoe is made of and why and the drop and all that stuff so it was just kind of like happened um a lot of stuff in my life just like kind of like happens out of like random action um Mm -hmm. i'm very impulsive um which i was to my detriment for a long time but now it's like when i feel like there's a a good vibe somewhere or something I want to do that I feel is a positive. Like I just go do it. Um, and that, that led to a bunch of like good stuff so far.
2: Nice. Nice. Well, obviously good stuff to, to, and it's pushing you into a very continuing to be a positive outlook for you. So it's, it's your impulsiveness is uh, it's working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's working. So you, qualified for boston which um i would love to hear kind of what your thoughts were leading up to that um and also hear about your boston running experience but tell us what did that look like for you um going from your half marathon to some time in between of course with healing but then running your first full marathon what did that look like or first marathon what did that look like for you
1: well, it, so like once um, I just started running a little bit, running more often, kind of like digging deeper into it, um, and then I ran a, a trail race in January 2019. It was a 25k, um, mm-hmm. so it's like for 15.5 miles, mm-hmm. and it was in Michigan trail mm-hmm. race. It was a single, it was a single track as well, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, it was like a trail trail, <laughs> you know, like it was, yeah. from,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like seeing people left like in front of you, like almost dying, like just tripping over like roots and stuff so it was pretty intense but it was just a really great experience to get away from the road a little bit and and see what's you know kind of out there for running i'm like wow this running thing is has a lot to offer um mm-hmm. and i just like the experience so much and the time was much slower than i thought i may might have wanted it to and i still wasn't really training properly at this point yet i was just kind of running i had ambitions like i thought I, you know probably unreasonable at that point at that point but i just kind of wanted to keep going um ran this this 25k and then my sister was like super impressed by it because she she runs um as well so she's like hey i think that you should you know because of this time you could probably you should try to go after boston you should probably try to run boston because my family and i lived out in boston for like maybe six years um so we're we're very familiar with you know what the race means to new england and to boston in general um, so she's like, yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's, I don't even know how to do it. I, I don't, I think you have to qualify. I don't know. She, she's like, let's look it up. So she looked it up and she got back to me. She's like, you, by the time you're ready to do this, you, to, to run 2021 Boston, you'd have to run under three hours and five minutes. And I'm like, well, I haven't run a full marathon yet. So, um, she's like, well, I think you can do it. Just maybe figure it out. Mm-hmm. so I ended up getting referred to Luke Humphrey running through a friend of a running friend of mine. Uh, she was actually, uh, had a coach, um, that, uh, was training her for trail races, you know, like she was runs 50 miles and a hundred miles, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she referred me to Luke and Luke got me to Melissa Johnson white, who is one of his coaches. Uh, she's actually a Hanson's Brooks athlete for like, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, so, uh, I'm like, well, she's obviously fast enough to coach me. So let's do this, you know? <laughs> but like the point was, I wanted to like give myself the best chance possible to run my first marathon in decent shape. Um, and then not to try to qualify for Boston on the first shot, but like to try to get somewhere close to feel out where I could potentially go. So my goal after this, during this training block, it was like, a, I think we did like eight weeks because it was a, my, mildly impulsive again. Um, <laughs> It was a like eight or nine week training block, and the goal was three fifteen, um, based on like a five k or so that I had done that summer, and she. So we went after that. I ran three thirteen thirty for the first full marathon in um, uh, Detroit Detroit Free Press twenty nineteen, and after that I was like, okay, this is close enough. We can train. I'll try to qualify for Boston in at Glass City twenty twenty in April, um, and then leading up to that. I was feeling great, super fit. I ran in Atlanta, the Publix uh, half. I ran a really decent time for for that. I didn't even know how hilly it was. I didn't know. I think I knew Atlanta had hills, but I wasn't a runner when I was there that one time. You know,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> so like, so how I didn't was know. that
2: for you? How was the race for you? You felt like it was.
1: It was great. It was great. I mean, the day before I watched the Olympic trials, so like I was like you had super energy pumped.
0: going. You was Number, yeah. yeah.
1: And then when I woke up in the morning and it wasn't a thousand mile an hour mile per hour winds, yeah. Then I'm like, okay, today's my day. Right. But it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be like a tune up race and have some fun and all that stuff. And I, uh, I ran a 124.50, I think, at whatever. And it was like I was so proud of myself at that moment. I'm like, wow, I'm really ready to qualify for Boston. Like this is it. And then the pandemic happened. The re- all races pretty all races canceled. Um, and then I was like, "Forget it. I am just gonna single single focus and keep running, no breaks." Um, got a stres- I got another stress fracture in my like tibia um, tibia. I think it's the bigger whatever the bigger bone is in the leg, um, the shin. And then um, was out for like four like three to four months from like July of twenty twenty to November. And as soon as I got back, I'm like, I feel, I feel good. Let's get into a full training block. I did this full training block from December to April of 2021. And I uh, so went and raced the glass city marathon that I was supposed to run in 2020 and, um, ran two forty eight forty three 43 mm. and qu- qualified for Boston on my second marathon.
0: Mm. That is awesome. So what do you think of those uh, Atlanta Hills, man? man. So I like talking talk to people who aren't from here and see what they say. Cause we complain a lot and we live here. So I just want to hear what you No,
1: know, It say. was like, they just kept, it was like, they just wouldn't stop. Like it was like, it was like, uh, it was aggressive. Like I'm like, at one point I was going downhill and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to the bottom of this downhill. Cause it was just so, it was so downhill. And then, but it was it was not – I mean, the rolling concept, like, I like the – whenever I'm running, I try my best to think about hills as there's always another side of this hill, you know? What goes up must come down. Right. So it's like, you know, it's it's terrible, it sucks and all that, but just – I always just try to remember that there's another side to this. And just – even if that means you got to slow down a bit or whatever to to successfully make it to the top of the hill – you know you always just remember that it gets easier on the other side and that kind of helps with like life too like in in every situation there's always another side you know like whether even if we can't see it or it's just so tough um the hill seems like it's going forever whatever the challenge in life so it's going to be so tough but there's always another side Like, there's always Exactly. So what it sounds
2: like to me is that you crushed the hills because you were amazing, but you were also <laughs> annoyed and frustrated and over the hills because they yeah. just kept
1: coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in but it was like, it definitely like, I, I can see like a lot, like if there's a lot of fast people in Atlanta that probably come out like that all that's really, so really, there's probably somebody right now that's like Elliot Kipchoge level, really, but they running on Atlanta Hills. They don't know it yet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so when they come out of atlanta come run like a flat marathon it's almost like you came down from elevation
2: yeah we have some speedy people here and i i agree with you i agree Mm -hmm. with you they are definitely where they need to be and we have a couple people that's trying to um olympic otq so they putting in the work
1: hey they got to man they got to yeah yes indeed
2: depending upon you know what the trials and stuff will look like but yes but awesome
1: yeah and so and then so the boston thing um, So, qualified for the 2022 version. I did. um, I I really, my hope, my main goal in like since 2019 was to qualify for and run the 2021, um, which obviously didn't happen because of COVID and stuff like that and the injury. So, wasn't able to do the fall version um, of the Boston, which is cool because I got to run the Patriots day one that, you know, like. It was the full version and, you know.
2: You got the full you know, experience.
1: Yeah, full experience mm-hmm. and all that stuff, which was turned out to be the best thing possible for me. Um was training for that, and training was going really well. Started this show called The PR Project around the training and reviewing shoes with my training partner, Aaron. Um Had a great time leading up to it.
2: You better plug uh, yourself right there. Y'all, he has the PR Project on YouTube.
1: Yeah, so the PR Project. <laughs> you know, PR Project. PR Project is the newest show. It's on YouTube and we um, it's going to be going on year round and we we review shoes. Um, we're sponsored by UCAN. Uh, UCAN uh, is the nutrition uh, company. So they were really dope in just signing on with us for that. And like no proof of concept, they just saw the idea and the vibe that I was trying to present. And they're like, Yep, well, we're on board. So that, that was really dope for them to do that. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation. But how important it is for um for brands to to um see the vision sometimes and 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 like just sign on to it for even if it's a short term whatever it is but just to give some new voices a different voices the opportunity to to do their thing you know like you know so um we can talk about that too but um so leading up to it it was it was dope uh ended up having like this weird like knee thing going on like three weeks three four weeks before boston so i had to like changed the training quite a bit to just try to make it to the start line on time or not on time but just make the start lines healthy period, um, period. and then had a really great weekend in Boston with a bunch of different events that that I was a part of um, which was a really good look and then race day started off really well I mean I thought the the knee pain went away and I'm like oh this is great um but after like 13 miles of like down 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 downhill, you know, um, I think the knees knee, a knee or hip downhill just doesn't after a while just doesn't really pan out like you, you need those for sure. <laughs> um, and the the pain got to be pretty intense, like right around 14, 15 miles. Um, so I wasn't able to, like, execute the rest of the race like I wanted to. Um, I was able to, like, kind of hobble and stop and like torture myself through to the finish, which was great. Like, I'm glad I got the medal behind me now, you know um but was super disappointed in like i mean not to be dramatic but it's, like, it's kind of heartbroken like that like it just went went that way and it took me i'm still kind of like trying to process if i'm like happy about it or not you know you know because of like how much i was going for that um but it was a great experience and i can't wait to figure out how to get back and and try it again so um boston really i was going to say like you know people like leave somewhere and they say boston you know owes me nothing it really doesn't, you know, like it was a great experience. I was able to see the chorus run some of it, <laughs> hobble the rest. But the experience that weekend was just, was super unforgettable um, and can't wait to just can't wait to land in Boston one more time.
2: Yeah. I think that it's um, well, congratulations. First of all, like you qualified, you ran Boston, not taking you, there's no need to take away from that experience. But I also understand the fact that you you went there, you put in the work to get there. And then when the final product of yeah. your work is not executed the way that you would like, I can understand those emotions around that. So it's completely understandable. But I mean, from, from seeing what you do, Tommy, you qualifying again, and making it to that starting line again, uh, will be a no brainer. And I just think that It just puts you into even more drive time now to, to get to that point.
1: No, I appreciate it. I was actually telling somebody like, I'm kind of, I'm not glad it happened that way, but like, I am though. Like, it's like, it's all part of whatever the journey is. I mean, I've been through so much stuff in my life that, you know, um, that like it would be, it'd be silly of, of me to like to not look at uh, somewhat of a negative situation and say like, Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, we can, we can do this. I mean, and I mean, we so often, like, we just forget all the stuff that we've done, you know, or like the things that we powered through, like whether it's running or just life in general, we just toss it to the side and then something comes up new and we're like, we act like it's the first time we ever dealt with something sometimes. And we don't like lean on the fact that we are strong people and we've done stuff before that might've been even harder than this to overcome. Mm -hmm. But we isolate everything and don't give ourselves enough credit and that's one thing that I am always trying to work on is yeah. linking the things that we've that I've done in the past that may be super unrelated, but I'm still the same person that figured that out right you know so
2: well, speaking of that, I think that um something that you are i think sobriety is a ongoing it's it's gonna be life right mm-hmm. like that's something yeah. that's life. Tommy and I have participated several times in events that are circled around like beer, like a beer mile or going to an event and like beer is the focus. And a lot of times with running at the end of the, at the finish line there, they may be serving that or like when you go to these events, that's what it is, all the social aspects of it. How do you, how does, do you think about that when it comes to your sobriety journey or how has running and just drinking kind of. What does that look like for you? Because I could only imagine, you know, going through that, that and knowing that usually, usually it's it's in your face all the time. I'm not a mm-hmm. drinker,
1: yeah. but
2: I just know that when it comes to alcohol and a lot of times with racing, they kind of coincide.
1: Um, well, no, like I, <laughs> I normally just use my, like I purposely would be like, oh, I got a beer ticket. You want it? You know, mm-hmm. um, and give it to somebody <laughs> that I know will use the beer ticket, you know, and yeah. Um, I, I so my relationship with in the, in the beginning when I when I stopped was, um, you know I I travel a lot, at, especially at the time before, obviously well before COVID, but I traveled a lot for work, and it was you know all industries are you know basically built around you know drinking and socializing, mm-hmm. so um I think I went so I chose a sober journey in January and I think I had to go to my first conference like work conference in March, so. Two months into it, I was, you know, at hotel bars um, socializing for hours on hours um, because it was part of my job, you know, and I mean, I didn't need to be there, but like, you know, I needed to be there, you know, so I I had to confront my relationship, you know, with alcohol pretty quick, you know, and I didn't have a chance to like isolate and stay away from it all for so long and then say I'm ready. But I had to throw myself in there and since then. I have like zero problem with, you know, uh, people drinking around or whatever. And, um, I mean, the only, only issues I have is like, if people's, people's drinking gets them too close to like in, in my region, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, but like, I have no problem with like the atmosphere and, and people having fun is people having fun. And, um, the one thing that I was like, that like really, I wish I could have told myself really early was like, you're still the same for me, at least I'm still the same person. That I that I was or trying to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, w- when drinking. So I didn't, you know, I didn't. I thought I needed it to be fun and funny and a person and stuff, but it turns out I didn't. So mm-hmm. um, I wish I could tell that to myself in the beginning, because I would have maybe started this road sooner. And then maybe if somebody's listening, it's like I don't even know who I would be like without drinking, because that was the biggest part. Was like I knew I had to stop for a, a lot I knew I had a problem for a, a long time, but mm-hmm. it was like. What, who, what would I, be, I mean, who would I even be like, you know, I can't go anywhere. Like, you know, like, I just thought it was this, this, like a, a sentence to like, you know, misery and doom in a room by yourself. Um, And it's like the exact opposite. So, um, yeah, I'm okay with the, the whole atmosphere and stuff like that. Uh, maybe one day I'll do like a sober run, you know, and everybody... And there's no drinking afterwards. Mm-hmm. Water water. Sparkling water is the best you're gonna get.
0: Sparkling water, and that's yeah, all. Yeah, that's
1: cool. That's cool. You but, like Tommy, yeah, Tommy yeah. me, me like yeah,
0: I ain't gonna to that's cool. yeah, Tommy cool. like nah, I ain't gonna yeah. be there.
2: Tommy's <laughs> like, don't sign me up for
0: that one. <laughs> But uh uh, what I did want to do because you were like the Kevin Hart of running, man. You in the ever, you got you got PR thing, you got your other podcasts, <laughs> you, you got your you got the clothing. I mean,
1: because so like funny. when when
0: when India started this interview, the first thing she says like you were kind of you're in this not as long as so many other people we know. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people we talk to have been running like since they were in high school or junior, high, you know, that kind of thing. But you have not been in running for that <clears throat> long a period of time, but yet you found all these other things that kind of tie into your running what i mean first which one was first and why did you just des- decide to start it and then why did you kind of continue into these other um things that are kind of tied into your running
1: um so the the clothing line was first um the clothing line started i think in may 2020 and that was definitely re- revolved around you know COVID, 2020 was a weird year for like everybody right like mm-hmm. and then you either went you went one way or the other you know like you 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 backed away um and just kind of like just kind of hit out and just use that time you know whatever to do whatever or you press forward and try new stuff because you're bored i don't know um and and <laughs> You know, and the the time to slow down and not be traveling for work and be at home, home, like I work from home anyway, but just to like really slow down was, was some time to reflect. But then also, then you got like Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, you know, Breonna Taylor, like all this stuff was happening at the beginning of the year that would just kind of reminded, you know, so many people in the country of the racial issue in this country that um, existed and exists and all that. Um, and Made me as a black father um, question or you know, question what I was doing for my family for them to be proud, proud young black kids, you know. Um, and I'm like, yo, we need something. I need something that I own, you know. Um, you know, outside of a house, or whatever. But like, I what I own, like, do you? I can't pass my, you know, director of business development or whatever. To my my son or my daughter, you know, if I was to just you know to not be here, um, and then, so that was like you know I something got to give, and then also like with the pandemic, you know, you got people losing their lives just, just like quick. I mean, quicker than normal. It seemed like just off of random illness, you know. So I'm like, I got to do something different, and I had an idea for a while. I was sitting on a herd, you know, the run, eat, sleep, repeat. mentioned before like on a on a a live like broadcast or something like that um and I had it just kind of like as a note in my phone and then one day I'm like yo I'm gonna put it in a red bar and I'll put it on a shirt and I'm gonna spend 300 bucks and make and get some t-shirts and people supported it because whatever and then um that just kind of led to making more of it and having some fun and creating a page for it and then I started the run, eat, sleep week. And I'm going to do that again soon. Like we're seven days. You got to run at least a mile, eat a healthy meal, post a picture of that healthy meal and try to bet your best to get six to eight hours of sleep or more. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the running part was going to be the challenge. And I thought I was going to have to help people get hyped up to run a mile. At least everybody had the, the running part down pat. It was the food and the sleep. People were like posting pictures of like a uh, a carrot and like and like water i'm like this is what you have for lunch this is your healthy meal and they didn't um so like so i so i was like you know what let me and i ended up starting to starting a uh the run eat sleep show and the 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 goal of the show was to talk about running eating sleeping like running smart eating healthy sleeping and recovering like a pro and with some consistency to bring down your chip time you know Mm -hmm. that vibe so that led into all this so like the put myself out there and more videos, more content, and then just kind of just reaching and growing all at the same time. So that, that all just led one thing to another, you know?
0: Wow. That's a, that's a lot going on, man. I I give you credit for, you know, juggling all of that (laughs) with children. So I definitely, Oh I got oh yeah, I forgot about them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I give you much credit for that. No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. it's like, I don't, I, I I realize I do like I, I think I realize I think that I do a lot. Um it just sounded funny hearing like the Kevin Hart thing. But like one of the one of the things that like I so I was I'm a big fan of Nipsey Hussle um who um who passed or was 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 killed like you know, a few years back now. Um but one of the things that I really liked that I heard him say was you know it was Three like you, you hear like the three sixty deal like you know like you signed like a Nike deal or whatever and you got to wear the shoes you know all this other stuff but his uh, his concept was like three sixty and three sixty yourself like um find out what where your passion lies or where your gift is and create you know, um create like businesses and things that so, that are are spinoffs of that so mm-hmm. the, the the authenticity is is going to stay there it's going to be there. Because, you know, t- for me to have a, a clothing company that revolves around running is one thing. And then for a podcast, you know, and it, it plays to my like talking strengths, I guess, and like my communication side, but it's about running and mm-hmm. then the PR project and then, you know, creating content and working with shoe companies, like everything I do is, is based off like this running thing. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize like, you know, what it would lead to then is to, for me to also have a platform to talk about. What brought me to running which is sobriety and what is keeping me you know you know because I put I put sobriety before everything you know like Mm -hmm. people go like oh how does being sober help you like you help you running like there would be no running without sobriety you know there would be no this conversation wouldn't be happening if I was if I didn't get sober you know so the more I'm able to like lean into these things and do these fun different things spun off of running the more I get to be myself and and true authentic and authentic and share like my actual stories Um, to hopefully help other people that may be going through the same stuff or um, that can resonate with it because they've been through it before. Yeah.
2: Well, I would definitely co-sign that you are inspiring a lot of people, whether that be to start running, continue running or putting in the effort to, you know, Boston qualify or just bring their times down, whichever way it is, or even starting a YouTube channel because you have a YouTube channel outside of the PR project. Um, mm-hmm. but having that and having a podcast and all of that, like you are doing a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. And I think, you know, for me, it's good to see, um, black men excelling and also getting the recognition that you deserve, um, meaning companies are partnering with you and they are allowing your light to shine. So I say, keep doing what you're doing, um, because it's showing.
1: No, I, I appreciate that. And then, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, the part about, you know, having brands kind of sign on to the, the come along for the journey you know I think that's like that's super important and and, um, you know we talk about like you know diversity matters and you hear like shoe companies and things especially I mean all companies like in 2020 were like trying to figure out how to how to how to treat representation properly Um, and you saw some companies do it poorly some do it very briefly and then some stayed on board and it seemed like they're constantly learning whether they get it right every time is just I mean that's I don't need them to get it right every time, mm-hmm. but I think the 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 companies that stayed that's uh, seem like they're really in this for the long haul, you know, have are st- seem like they're starting to learn that it's not about how they tell the story; mm-hmm. it's about like who uh, who they c- who companies can support and go along the journey with, and let them tell their own story. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't, you, you know, I don't, you don't want you don't necessarily need somebody on staff to say yes this picture is fine you know like do do you need that for sure because like you need to you need obviously you see companies need a bunch of people giving them approval you know before they post stuff but (laughs) it's also like it's also it's so much more authentic to for like a you can to say sure yeah we'll give it a shot for a season we believe in you guys go ahead do your thing um and allowing us just to be ourselves with no just all they want heard. to do is say this is this is sponsored by you know um and we like the product too so it's not like it's 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 not a reach for us either so um but just having companies sign on for for letting not letting letting is a weird word um uh just allowing company uh people to help to use their plat the bigger platform to get their 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 voices and stories heard.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing with that is broadening broadening their scope and their audience because a lot of the brands that are well known are are using their elite athletes or your people that are um, that already have the big numbers, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what they use, and that's the power of their advertisement and marketing at this point. However, I think where where the companies are going wrong is that they're not reaching people like you myself and Tommy and other people that have platforms we have a we have an audience we have a voice and we're reaching a different audience that a lot of these companies are missing but they're not a lot of them are not wanting to connect with us because we may not have the numbers that the elite may have um and I just think that if companies can tap into that like you can did you know they they went out on a limb for y'all said you know what Let's give yeah. you a chance. You know, you may not have this big structure and all of these things and these numbers may not be behind you, but the voice, the inspiration, the motivation and the power that you do have behind who you are just for being Tommy is good mm-hmm. enough and you're doing it.
1: Yeah, because so. it's like, yeah, if 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 companies are serious about, you know, this thing that they're that we're talking about is mm-hmm. like they have to you can't have the same you you, you can't have the same checklist i mean to be to be honest like you Mm -hmm. can't have the same Same requirements
0: yeah yeah
1: because it's it's unfortunately like if you go off the same structure that you've needed or the same like um, prerequisites for to be you know to work with you as a company you're the people you're going to get are going to look the same as they always have and and if you're fine with that that's fine too like I mean, you don't have to do it but if you're saying that you want to to you know to reach out and have different uh, voices and in, in backgrounds and in cultures represented um then you sometimes just gotta like give give things a try like i'm not saying go find someone that has like five followers that hasn't really tried it you know or done anything
2: oh yeah, yeah i them
1: run and like listen right like listen <laughs> listen to the stories that are being told and the vibe that's already there and if that's something that you feel like as a company like oh we you know we agree, you know, we like that, you know, this is what we, this is what we believe in too. Then it might be worth a shot, you know? And if it means something a little different than what the normal thing would be, then that's, that's cool too. And yeah. And just try, but try to stay away from like using the fact that a person doesn't have the same amount of followers as someone else to go and do it a little shady where it's like, oh, we'll just give you this and you do this, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's a balance and it's a balance too. Like it has to be, it has to be fair for the you know, company too. I mean, honestly, like it has to be some value for them too. Like mm, you, it just ways. has to be. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a, I appreciate like ASICS and, and Tracksmith and, and, and Jenny, you can, or you can for just being willing to like help share the platform. And I think that's just super dope and more companies need to tap them and ask them some questions. Definitely. Definitely.
2: Well, um, as we wrap this up, I know that right now you are doing your 31-day challenge for yoga.
1: Oh, dang. Um, I was listen. Watching
2: listen.
1: <laughs> See, I do too much. See, that's that. Yes. Yeah, now nah, nah, I feel like <laughs> I know, do too but much. but that
2: is great. That is great. So you are doing a 31-day <laughs> um, challenge for yoga for the month of May, and you are basically challenging your followers and people, your friends, to... Do some yoga for 31 days straight and kind of reset their mind, their body, their soul, spirit, whatever it is that you have, resetting that. So before we close this out, can you tell us just something motivational or inspiring to our listeners? Um, Give us a little nugget that you want our listeners to have as we close out this podcast.
1: About the yoga thing?
2: Whichever way, however you want Um,
1: (laughs) Well, okay, if I could just tell a quick story. So, the reason, so the, the, I did the third, I did a 30 day, 30 day yoga thing, Um, whatever month I had 30 days. I think it was, uh, <laughs> Half no, of whatever no, the last year. Just- no, 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 I'm sorry. I started it in October and then just did 30 days somewhere. Like, it wasn't the full month of October. But mm-hmm. the reason why I started that is because I you know, lost someone, uh, lost my grandmother, and it was a weird time. I was doing all this stuff too much. I was, I just felt like I was out of whack and crazy. Um, and so we, with, in losing her, it was just really big for me. So, um, I'm like, I need something and I need it like right now, like even if it's in addition to what I'm doing already, but I need something to slow down and, and get centered. Um, and so I did the 30 day yoga challenge and people joined on and I decided that I wanted to do it again. But the thing, the thing that I would say to leave people with kind of like in that same vein is that, you know, ma- you no know, matter what it is you know we all have i think we all have to find that one one thing, two things, three things that we can do in a day that will allow us to to slow down enough to like just feel recentered, you know, and get back to even if it's only for a few minutes of the day. You know, whether that's meditation, whether that's walking, whether that's yoga, whether that's running, whatever it is, I think we we all need that time to try to get closer to like who we want to be in and all that and that just leads to like the intention because like I could do this 31 day challenge and just do it for content and post pictures and make it whatever but my goal is to every time I'm in the in the act of yoga is to remember the intention of why I'm doing this so like that same thing would be if you're gonna do it if you're if running is your thing that you that you do to to refocus and, and realign, then make sure before you start running, you think about the intention of why you're running, maybe not the paces and maybe not the workout, but why do you run? What, what, what do you want to walk out of or end this run having feel like felt and, and accomplished. Um, and I think the more we, we purposely do things for our mental, physical health in, in like a combination like yoga, it's very physical, but it is very mental, running is very physical, very mental um The more we do it with intention to to reach a certain point or get back to a certain point, uh the better off I think we'll all be because we'll all have approached each day with some intention for ourselves and not for the world, um even your family, like your family like i mean hopefully they'll always i mean you can't neglect people but you 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 gotta be the best version of yourself to be the best version of yourself for them too you know so many times we just get up in the morning we go work run eat sleep go back do it again and not one moment do we like really think about like the intention of these acts that we do so real random and a bunch of different stuff but just the intention is huge and um lead every day with with something like that
2: awesome Well, Good. your intention is working <laughs>
0: <laughs> but before you go tommy go ahead and make sure you hit us up with all of your online or uh, social media so everybody knows how to get in touch with you whether they want to get a shirt they want to listen to your podcast they want to watch youtube let us know how they can find you
1: all right uh <laughs> so um you can Easily just go to uh at Tommy runs at T O M M I E underscore R U N Z on Instagram. All the links are there, but you can also go to at Chip Time Running um on Instagram and then you can go to at the Run Eat Sleep Show. Um, but I have links on each one of those pages to go to the actual podcast, to go to the YouTube. Um, but the Tommy runs page is really where it all kind of happens at and stems from. Um, and my goal just to my goal is to continue to talk and to continue to use my voice in this, the small platform I have to increase awareness about um, you know, black folks running, to increase awareness about um, you know, the sobriety in, in that, that journey, um, veganism, not to push veganism, but just the, the concept of just trying to be as healthy as possible because so many of people in our community um, don't have nothing to do with sobriety don't want to talk about veganism and don't definitely don't want to be out there running for no reason, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So so like that's the vibe. So please connect with me on any of those platforms and cause the support, the follows, the likes and all that stuff allows me to be able to use that. You know, when I talk to companies and to try to continue that story and try to create um, experiences for, for our, our people and anybody. So.
2: Right. Well, thank you so very much. I greatly appreciate it. And this was a good time.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, man. You have a good one. All right. Appreciate it, man.